things are about to get spooky in Westville, along with on this episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast. This episode of the Gaming Intro Podcast is sponsored by my Twitch channel. If you just can't get enough of my voice in your ear, you can stop by my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash DerekGNC. We play random games, talk a lot, and just generally have fun. So if you're into that kind of thing, and again, you like the soothing timbre of my voice, then feel free to stop by, say hi, and let me know what you think of the podcast and what you think of the game I'm playing or the stream that I'm doing. I hope to see you there. Let's get back to the podcast. This episode of WandaVision is the obligatory Halloween episode of a sitcom. Almost every sitcom has a Halloween episode in which something spooky happens or there's shenanigans involving costumes, that sort of thing. And this episode is no different with both. A lot of times sitcoms use these costumes to reference other things. And again, this also happens because everyone is wearing a costume that is very indicative of their comic book versions. First and foremost, the very memeable Scarlet Witch costume that Wanda is wearing. The classic Vision costume that Vision is wearing. The classic Quicksilver. And even the boys are wearing costumes very indicative of comic book versions of themselves. So everybody is wearing a costume that looks like their comic version. Which I personally find a very, very good touch. It's kind of like a, if you know, you know. But at the same time, it is not distractingly so, which I rather enjoy. Now, there is a tiny Easter egg, but I don't know if it's so much of an Easter egg. It's just part of the colloquialism. But in a sense, in one part, Tommy is talking to Quicksilver, who is his uncle, and he suggests causing some mischief and saying to kick some ass or to it's going to be kick-ass. Which is kind of interesting because Aaron Taylor Johnson, the original Quicksilver, and Evan Peters, Pietro, the the X-Men version of Quicksilver, both were in a different movie entitled Kick-Ass. So maybe it's an Easter egg, maybe it's not. I'm gonna honestly lean towards it's kind of a coincidence, to be honest. I don't know that they're going to be referencing that, but I can't say that they're not. So I'm leaning towards coincidence, but why don't you tell me down in the comments down below? So there is some tension after last episode where Wanda and Vision come to blows nearly, um, both flexing their powers a little bit. And so there's just some tension and they, you know, Vision's like, you know what, I'm going to go be a part of this thing the neighborhood watch because there's some kids with eggs or something. It's a very, it's a very classic, like I'm not going to be here right now. And true enough, he's not, 
he's not with the Neighborhood Watch. He's off doing his own thing that we're going to talk about. Whereas Wanda and Quicksilver and the boys, they are doing the classic going trick-or-treating. And, you know, Quicksilver, her brother, is being the cool uncle and is taking them to go do some mischief, smashing pumpkins, stealing candy, that sort of thing, all while using his speed. And, as it turns out, one of the boys actually is also a speedster. So, that actually ties in with his comic book version. But that's not it. The other boy, it turns out, has... At the very least, mind-reading powers, very similar to Wanda, and very similar to his comic book version. So the boys clearly are ties to the comic book versions of themselves. So whether or not that completely means that they are going to be as important as some of the uh, comics have made them out to be, I don't want to spoil anything, just in case... Or whether or not they're just going to be future members of the Avengers. Which will be interesting either way. I don't think they're getting rid of these characters. I think these characters will persist outside of this show. Mostly because of how important they are within the comics. And things like that. Business-wise, it doesn't make sense to introduce new characters. And then just not use them. So, interestingly... This is the first episode in the show to not have a laugh track. It has become less and less apparent as, you know, compared to the first two episodes or so. But this is the first episode that it is gone, no longer to be used as of the moment. So, it's kind of cool. As always, the title intro mimics a sitcom, this time from the 2000s. And honestly, one of my favorites that, as an adult, I view differently than I did as a child. Malcolm in the Middle, which is a very, uh, for the 2000s, was a very powerful show. Um, again, I view it differently as an adult as compared to a child, but that is a different topic for a different day, for a different episode of the podcast. So it's kind of cool. And also, Billy's costume, who is dressed up like his comic book counterpart, Wiccan, also, the first thing I went, oh, that's classic Doctor Strange. The, the high collar, the cape, and also a user of the mystical arts or magic. I think we're actually going to get magic uh, because it, it's really interesting. So far in the Marvel Universe, Doctor Strange has been kind of shown as using magic, but like it's, they kind of was like, it's kind of just like, you know coding of the universe and doing certain things to make changes. And while that's kind of cool, at the same time, it's magic. So I think that this show might actually be introducing actual magic. Like, not just, oh, you are part of the Infinity Stones, so here's some magic powers that totally aren't magic. You know, of, oh, coding of the universe, it's totally not magic. I think we're actually legitimately going to get magic through this show. I think. Who knows? Well, only time will tell. I feel like that has been the tagline for 90% of the episodes of WandaVision, the podcast that we've been doing on WandaVision, of only time will tell. And I truly feel, feel that after the show ends, it'll be like one of those, all right, cool, let's break it down. Like, here's what happened. 
So I, I kind of like that idea. They've built something that each a new episode is a, a brand new theory crafting session of what's going to happen. Man, how is it going to happen? Where is it going to pan out? You know, we're, we've only got so many episodes left. It it feels like, in a weird way, like classic, like almost like Doctor Who or Sherlock or even Game of Thrones. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to do? What's, what's the storyline going to be? So hopefully we fare better than the end of, well, almost all of those shows that I previously mentioned. So it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Now, one of the small things that I didn't get until I was doing some research, believe it or not, I do research for these episodes. Wanda tells the boys not to cross Ellis Avenue. Now, that just seems like, oh, just a very easy very easy street name. However, in the MCU, there's President Ellis, who was in office during the, for when the Sokovia Accords were signed, that put boundaries on super-powered people. So she's literally saying not to cross Ellis, not to get involved. So it's kind of an interesting idea and very much shows that she feels that that was a boundary placed on her because she is super-powered within the MCU. And the Sokovia Accords absolutely placed so many restrictions on her that she is now putting those boundaries on her kids. It's almost like the the it's almost like the sins of the father are passed down to the children. Sort of idea. She had a boundary placed on her by Ellis, so she's placing the Ellis boundary upon her children. Now that could also that could be a metaphysical thing, like a, a subconscious thing, or it could be just because past Ellis might be the edge of the bubble, the hex as it's been called. So it's kind of kind of cool. Now, as always, it feels like there's references to people who are actually working on the show. Um, so when Wanda and Pietro are talking, he starts raising some like, well, how did you do it? I took bullets. He's he's pushing Wanda, just like poking and prodding, much like a, a brother would do. But he's starting to say things that really touch on nerves for Wanda. His death, as it were. The death of Vision. Things like that. And she actually pushes him away with her power. And he actually knocks into Halloween decorations. And one of them is a headstone that says Janelli Saddleman, who is the assistant director for this episode. And the kids take a sip from Cane Cola who is the series production manager, Mary Kane. So it's kind of interesting how very much like a brother, Pietro is poking and prodding at Wanda. I mean, gosh, me and my brother pick and prod at each other, knowing exactly how to poke just enough so that we don't, uh, we don't bother each other too much, but, you know, still definitely picking at each other. And it's very interesting. So... It's gonna ha something is going to happen, honestly. Something in the future is going to happen, and I think it's gonna be big. So, the episode, it also reveals the superpowers, as previously stated. Billy is Wiccan, he grows up to have a power similar to Wanda, and Tommy has speed, similar to his uncle Pietro, and they will eventually be part of the Young Avengers team. 
Um, so it, it's kind of interesting. Um, and so Pietro, one of the things when he's picking at Wanda, he says, it's not like your dead husband can die twice, but he has. Vision has died twice. Once when Wanda took the stone out of his head, but then Thanos reversed time and took the stone out of his head. So it's kind of interesting that he's saying he can't die twice, but he already has. And Wanda has watched it twice. And it's just broken her, to be very honest. So I love this episode and all the references they have to classic comic book versions of their characters. And we're definitely getting some Wanda is starting to not be okay. And Vision tries to escape. He tries to escape outside of the hex. And he does. But then Wanda expends more power and makes the hex bigger. Absorbs some of the sword camp that's outside. Turning him into a circus. And absorbing Darcy. Darcy is now within the bubble. And... Vision is back inside. He was trying to escape and he couldn't. He was being pulled back in. And it's turning out that those on the outside, specifically Sword, they want Vision. They're tracking him. So something is going to give. And Wanda doesn't want that. She makes the field bigger, expending a lot of energy to make the hex bigger. And bringing him back in. So it's only going to get interesting now that Darcy's inside. A person who knows what's going on. And then Vision is now very aware of what's going on outside. That something is wrong. And it's looking like Wanda might be coming towards the dark side of the force as it were. So next episode things are going to happen. And things are going to happen here on this podcast as well as we continue to talk about it. So leave down in the comments down below who your favorite costume was. And please be classy about it. Be super classy about it. I've definitely seen some memes about the Scarlet Witch's costume. And they're funny, but let's be classy. Let's, let's, let's be awesome about it. So it's interesting watching the sword come in and become part of a circus. So it shows that they really, truly are a bunch of clowns. But no clowning. We'll talk about this more on the next episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will see you all later. Peace! Thanks for tuning into the Gaming and Chill podcast. We hope you liked it. It would be really helpful if, on your given listening platform, you were to leave a comment and give us a rating. For more on the Gaming and Chill podcast, you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers! <laughs>